This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with All Big 12 tight end Chase Allen. What a year it was for the Cyclone tight end room, and they're all coming back this season. We'll talk about that and Chase is growing up in a football family with some really fun stories along the way. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Chase Allen. Chase, what a great year for the tight end room. I mean, to have all three of you guys earn some kind of all big 12 hours was just really cool. And what's really exciting is you guys are all back. Uh, how exciting was it for you just to see that tight end room kind of flourish the way it did? It was a great time for us in there. And, you know, it's what we've expected out of ourselves. I just saw that we led the Big 12 in tight end reception. So that's exciting. And like you said, we're all coming back. And it's just our expectations to take that to greater heights. And for you personally, you had your healthiest season. I imagine that had everything to do with how well you played. Yeah, anytime you can stay on the field, it's good for the team good for yourself <laughs> how did it feel to finally get through a complete season help uh well i I'd, I'd pretty much done it my freshman year my redshirt freshman year and then just took a step back my redshirt sophomore year having to stay off the field and that that was pretty tough just having to having to see that i wasn't contributing and it's just i'm a competitor and that's what i love doing so being able to just get back out there and prove to myself and others like yep i'm still do it it was great so many times this past season we saw like those three tight end formations, all three of you guys on the field at the same time, and I'm sure it's a nightmare for opposing defenses, not knowing who's going to line up where. How much fun is it when you're all on the field at the same time? We love it. We wish we'd start every game like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, the coaches say, you know, sometimes you just got to try and get your best 11 out there, and it doesn't matter what positions they are. So uh, it's And it's something that – doesn't happen a lot in the Big 12. I don't know if a lot of other, I know Kansas State will do a little bit more of it, but they have more fullbacks in there. So it's something that these teams have to prepare for, and we, we put them to the test. Sometimes we'll split them out like four wide receivers, and then we'll all just come back in. So you got to be prepared for a lot of different looks there. You mentioned it. I mean, a lot of teams do it down by the goal line, but almost nobody does it out in the middle of the field. And you guys are doing that. And man, I'm just thinking as a defensive coordinator, you're coming out of that huddle, if you even have one, and and I'm thinking, holy cow, where are these guys lining up? It's got to be a nightmare. Yeah, it's a credit to all the work that Charlie, Dylan, and I have done and just being able to be that versatile, like versatility. We could line up out there and run some uh, passing concept, or we could come back in and run just like quarterback draw. We'll see, yeah. And you guys obviously have to have the skills. It's by definition, what a tight end is to block and pass catch. But it seems like all three of you guys uh, are very good in all the areas you need to be. Um, it's not like, hey, this guy's just coming in to block. This guy's just coming in to catch passes. You can all three, you can do everything. Yeah, that's something that uh, was stressed to us a lot just in our early years in development. It's that, you know, you want to be a complete player because if you can be a complete player, you can stay on the field. You don't want to be the guy that has to come off the field in certain downs just because uh, they want certain things and if you get pigeonholed like that it just is going to tip things away to the defense as well. Coach Golish moves on to become offensive coordinator at Central Florida. Obviously he'll be missed but uh, Coach Manning slides into the tight ends room. How's that transition gone for you guys? It's gone really smoothly. I mean just 
knowing Coach Manning. It's just a guy that's always been there. I mean, he was at my house recruiting me when I was coming out of high school. So if there's any other person, I'd want it to be him. And uh, he's got a wealth of knowledge with tight ends. And the fact that he'll be uh, calling some plays hopefully means that he'll be geared up to his own guys more. Selfishly, that's what I want. But uh, we're ready for it, and he's going to push us to get a lot better. It doesn't hurt that he coached the tight ends with the Colts and, and did a great job there. I mean, he really had a great tight end season with the Colts tight ends. So bringing a little of that NFL knowledge to this level can't hurt you. Not at all. And he did it with multiple guys over there. He had uh, Jack Doyle and the one was a basketball player. I forgot the name of the big one, Ebron. So he has experience getting multiple people out there, and that's, that's what we're looking for this year. So a lot's been made of the tight ends room. A lot of intelligent guys in that room. What's it like on a daily basis? I mean, people joke about it, laugh about it, but I mean, it's got to be nuts in there with everybody kind of pushing each other as much as you. It's very interesting. And <laughs> I, I will never meet anyone like Charlie the rest of my life, and I'll never meet anyone like Dylan the rest of my life. And we just kind of cherish that. Like, we argue about who's the most normal. It's a common argument we have. It's not. It's kind of strange, but uh, I think other people on the team can appreciate it, and hopefully we don't get on too many people's nerves. But I don't know. I love them, so I'm just enjoying it while I can. What's the uh, craziest topic you guys have ever drifted into? Is is there been one that's just cut so far off the beaten path that even you couldn't believe that you guys were talking about it? That, that's like what it is like. Every meeting, every meeting, and then I just try and center group like, guys, what are we, what are we talking about? Like, can we get back? And then it just keeps going. So, just trying to recenter sometimes, but we get out there. You're a big part of the uh, the student athlete advisory council, which is a, a really important uh, committee at Iowa State. Tell me how you got involved in that. What you like about doing? It. Yeah, uh, I got elected president of that this last year, and. Uh, when I was a freshman, I remember coming to an intro meeting and Alan Lazard was talking to us. He's like, you know, get involved on campus. Uh, there's SAC. Get involved in that. I was like, what is SAC? I've never heard of that before. And then I went to a few meetings and I really enjoyed it. Uh, student Athlete Advisory Committee. It's a vehicle for student athletes to have their voice heard. You know, you, you don't create change as a as a football or basketball player or anything by just sitting in the locker room and talking about what you want you know you got to have the resources and a platform in order to do that and that's what SAC is so this uh, upcoming meetings we're going to be discussing new legislation and voting on it so that way we can send that up to the higher-ups at the NCAA and then so they can make decisions based off that and that's that's something I really love I love the service aspect too I actually I just wrote a letter to Niang and we congratulate people for doing service in their community and we send them gear like cyclone serve gear so he was teaching the kids of salt lake city how to do cpr the other night yeah very cool very cool and i'm not surprised at all to hear that he was doing that yeah. i think another cool aspect of that is that you've got an athletics director who really cherishes sac mm -hmm. and respects your guys input and wants to be really involved in what you're doing that has to make it neat yeah it's a total blessing and I'm going to get in trouble if I don't say this. My sister was also like the SAC president at Kansas. So she, once I heard she was doing that, I was like, well, I can do that. <laughs> so I jumped into that. But you're right, Jamie's incredible at helping us out. And he, he just loves when we just come in his office, we'll just talk to him. So that's, it's pretty special to have that. 
Get ready for your tailgate with Authentic Brand, proudly creating Cyclone gear. Authentic Brand makes all kinds of Cyclones apparel, from t-shirts to dress shirts, hats, bags, and more. You'll love the huge selection and all in cardinal and gold. Find it at local retailers or order online at AuthenticBrand.com. Really important spring coming up for this football team. So much out there for you guys to accomplish. You could be the first group to go to four straight bowl games. How important is it that you maximize what you get out of this spring? Yeah, I mean, you love to get your foundation down in the spring and kind of figure out, like, what type of team are we? Like, what's going to be our niche? Since we've got a lot of veteran guys on the offense, at least, I feel like a lot of these questions will be answered pretty easily. But still, just getting everyone together and get it rolling to get a good jump start for the fall that's what you're looking for everybody loves your dad terry uh <laughs> he was a great coach here in the state of iowa you and i and then at kansas i mean again as a football player now at the division one level do you have an appreciation for what you grew up around on a daily basis yeah complete different perspective i mean i see all the hours that the guys these guys our coaches are just in the facility and it just takes me back to all the times that you know, he was he was up working late and so stressful days and then just coming home and just being a great dad. And I love him so much. And he would, uh, on Friday nights, would make it to my high school football games. And then he'd immediately just drive back over to the hotel to do team meetings that night. And I just, that's something you don't think about until you're in the college football world. And you're like, wow, you know, really lucky, really blessed to be in the state of Iowa where he was. You know, I've heard so many great stories about him. and hear how he impacted a lot of people's lives and I just want to be half the man he was. Well and of course when he was an assistant for Dan McCartney here you kind of grew up around the Cyclone program was you had some great offers but was Iowa State football kind of in your blood the whole time? Uh, it just made the most sense to me yeah and whenever I heard that Coach Campbell was got the job here I read up on him and I was like yep he's the guy I want to play for and I got Tempted with some other schools up there, some really big names. But after I just came here and saw it, I remembered everything I saw when I was young. And whenever he was coaching, we were good. We had like Brett Meyer and Seneca, and that's the Iowa State I remembered. So I was like, let's get it back to that. Let's get let's get this thing rolling again. So just having like take some ownership of it and saying, you know, I care about this program and I want to come here to make things better. It's been so incredible to see the work that these other student athletes and coaches have brought this up in the last few years. I'm really happy to be part of it. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. When you're walking up the hillside and you're high-fiving kids along the fence there, that was you uh, not that long ago. Yeah. Who, who was the Cyclone player that you admired the most? Man, uh, I really liked Ellis Hobbs. Yeah, yeah he was the man. He wore 11. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had a Seneca jersey, but who didn't at that age? I like Brett Meyer. Ooh, I loved Todd Blythe. I remember he had this, uh, I was sitting up in this Jacobson building watching the game, and we were playing Colorado. There's a tornado before the game, and I remember he jumped up and caught a pass, and then he did a tornado. So he did like a giant flip, and he, he yeah, he, he held on to it. I thought that was so incredible, yeah. No, okay, you brought up that game, so it's fair game. Oh, that <laughs> Tell us the story, I mean, about your family looking for you. <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's where the problem started, okay. My mom was out of town, so we were with some friends, 
and dad was coaching. So it gets really stormy before the game and there's a tornado. And I was always so scared of storms when I was young. So we were up in these, these coaches' offices and I just start watching the news and just announcing to everyone that there's a tornado and no one cares. No one's listening to some kid. So I take it upon myself to get to safety. So I go underneath the stadium why where they keep the lawnmowers and equipment down there and I'm just hiding back there. I'm like, there's no windows here. I'm safe. You know, I, I listen to the stuff they told me in school, just get low. And then I must have stayed down there too long because my dad had to come and find me and he, he did find me back there and i'm thinking about that now i was like can you imagine like one of my coaches like having to go find their child before the game like he had enough going on <laughs> yeah so he found me and then the game was delayed a little bit and then we went went out and won it but you were doing the right thing you yeah. it, it, i stayed safe i stayed safe i should have brought more people with me or maybe told someone where i was going <laughs> okay another story about your dad because you guys when he was coaching at Kansas, your family became very close with Roy Williams' family. Tell us about him. I mean, what people don't maybe know him very well. They see him on TV. They see what they think he's like. What's he like? Uh, you know, coming out of high school, I was at a few uh, basketball tournaments. I know people like to say that Charlie played with Trey Young, but I played with Trey Young on my travel team, okay? And... Uh, we were at a couple games there, the big ones, and uh, I remember we were playing Udoka, Udoka's team for Kansas, and Roy was there uh, watching. He was just laughing, like waving at me there, and I was having to guard Udoka, which was a disaster. And <laughs> I remember I was like blocking someone out, and he was just like kind of talking to me on the side, like, hey, Chase, hey, Chase, yeah, keep backing him up there. Use your arms, use your elbows, trying to coach me up. And, you know, he was having a great time he's laughing. He's always been so kind, and I'm glad that we have that relationship with him. I feel like he'd really enjoy the people in this state and that, you know, I always cheer for the Tar Heels almost to a fault. So, uh, you know, he's a great guy. And, of course, that brings me to my next question. Okay. Everybody's seen the <laughs> – the, the GIF or whatever you want to call it of you uh, crying after North Carolina got beat when you were a little kid. Uh, do you still hear about that? You, I, I guess yeah. you just did. I heard about it this last week. It was <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was only a freshman in high school. And for the record, it was a cringe. I was cringing because this, the Kansas Jeff Withy blocked the UNC guy's shot and went down and dunked it. I was actually at a Kansas game uh, this this year and I was sitting right behind they were playing West Virginia I was sitting behind West Virginia's bench and one of the Kansas media guys notices me and says you're the crying UNC fan that's how I get remembered there now and I was like you're sitting in the same spot that you did whenever you were crying it's like yeah my name's Chase hi I'm a person uh, there's more to me than that yeah. um, okay last couple things for you you mentioned playing multiple sports, basketball, you were javelin, uh, you did quite a few things. Do you think it's helped you as a football player? Oh, 100%. I think that not only it helps you take stress off certain parts of your body, I've read up on this a lot, but if you do the same sport over and over, the same motions, that's how you start to get some of these fatigue injuries. So it keeps you fresh, keeps you moving other parts, it helps you stay competitive and it helps you not get burnt out. So I think that's a mentality that a lot of people have gotten into. Well, I got to invest all my time in this one sport. Well, that's that's how you see burnout to a lot of kids. They just they're done with it. They want to do something else. So keeping things fresh like that, I've never got 
burn out of any of the sports that I was playing because I was always on to the next one, on to the next one. And it let me meet a lot of new people, and I do the exact same thing with my kids. It seems like you pride yourself on having a well-rounded life. Mm -hmm. I heard you're a little bit interested in music. Do you play an yeah. instrument? What, tell me about your music. I do. Uh, play guitar. And, uh, you know, for the Alamo Bowl, it was myself, uh, Ray Lima, Bo Coberly, and Joey Ramos. And we made up a little band called Bo and the Boys, and we competed in their talent show. So we, we played Sweet Caroline. It was pretty great. But, yeah, I love playing guitar. Um, I love doing a lot of things, you know. I like having fun. So that's something even Coach Campbell told me. He's like, you know, Chase, you know how to have fun. I was like, I don't know how to take that, but I'll take it. <laughs> who's, the, who's the best guitarist of all time in your eyes? Oh, man. Uh, that's rough. It's going to be disrespectful if I leave people out, but I really loved Eric Clapton. thought he was incredible. Pretty hard to top that. Yeah. All right. So mechanical engineering. What do you want to do when you get out of college, or when you're done playing football? What do you What do you want to do with the mechanical engineering degree? Um, I mean anything that moves really is what mechanical and engineers do. So once I get out, I just like to get some like hard engineering skills. But at some point, I'd love to own my own business because I want to get an MBA. I'm business oriented. I love watching Shark Tank. So. I mean, but who doesn't? So, and there's some other former football players who are also really smart that I'd love to like maybe get into that with. Yeah, I know that would be really cool and I know we could do it. So we'll figure that out or I'll end up coaching like my dad. We'll see, you know, it's in my blood. All right, well, first things first, have a great senior year. Thanks for taking some time, appreciate it. Thank you very much, John, good to talk to you. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.